Welcome to Let's Get Writing, the podcast that explores the creative process of writing from books, scripts, plays, and poems to songs and blogs. This series focuses on authors, publishers, and artists. Catherine's guests share their process of writing in all its forms. Listen along to discover personal journeys behind their work, explore options from indie to traditional publishing, and learn tips and secrets to inspire you. Welcome to Let's Get Writing. Welcome to Let's Get Writing. I'm your host, Katherine Taylor. My guest today says that creating joy for those around her is what she does. It's who she is at the core, and she loves making people feel special. And she has taken that talent into the world of customer service as a speaker, a coach, and now author of the book, Custom Her Experience. She believes that smart businesses need programs tailored to the female consumer. So today we're going to discuss the influence of women in the retail sector. And please meet my guest, Katie Maris. I'm gonna bring her into the screen and, uh, and introduce you to her. Hi, Katie, how are you? I'm good, how are you doing? Great. It's a pleasure to see you again. It's been a while. And I see most of you on Instagram and Facebook. You're you're everywhere. These days. <laughs> I, it, yeah, it seems that way. It really does. <laughs> yeah, you've you've really taken uh, to the road uh, speaking to people about the female consumer and and you've done a lot of research into this area. And I thought with International Women's Day coming up on March 8th, it would be really interesting to delve into this topic and just share some information about the power that women have in the retail sector. And, and you know, you got me thinking about it because when we built our house, I know who made all the decisions. Oh, you. <laughs> me. Exactly me. So, so how did you, um, you know, how did you end up looking at this? What, what experiences brought oh, you to, well, I, to this? I, yeah. So, I mean, customer experience, you mentioned um, in that amazing introduction that you did of me, uh, making people feel special is something I've wanted and I've done for my entire life, whether it's my kids or my partner or my sister or my brother, or my mom, my dad, um, or anyone around me. So it was a natural fit to go into customer experience. And, you know, from that standpoint, I've designed experiences for companies all around the world. Well, I thought I was more than prepared when I went in to shop for a vehicle. So it was my second vehicle it was my second vehicle, and mm -hmm. um, I used that very purpose purposefully. Uh, and I had some really awful experiences. Um, I went to about, I think it was seven dealerships before I landed at one dealership that actually took me seriously and provided me an experience that felt good for me. Uh, and through that, I started to really research, A, the automotive industry from a, in a customer experience perspective mm -hmm. all in all. But what I found kept popping up was the female consumer and just how undervalued she is and underappreciated she is not just in the automotive space, but in general, she is the most overlooked consumer, yet she is the most influential consumer. And so I studied, started to study the physiological differences between men and women and why we buy versus why they buy. And that little saying holds true, men are from Mars and women are from Venus. 
Yes, that is a thing. Uh, but it's just the way we're, we're built. So I'm not out here um, preaching that women are the best and all men suck. No, that's, that's not what I'm doing. I'm saying, hey, let's get to know one another. Let's get to know the physiological differences, the things that, you know, make us great so we can work together and, and prosper. And from a female consumer standpoint, I mean, she influences $43 trillion of worldwide spending. Like she is the world's economy. So Mm -hmm. it's high time that we start to take a look at her as a very important customer segment. You know, when I picked up your book and started reading it, and you talk about that experience in customer experience that you had in buying a vehicle, and I thought, really, like, you know, that this can still happen? Yes. I mean, I find that when uh, I'm out purchasing things like vehicles, I, I kind of get it, um, but it's everything comes not in my name. <laughs> it's like, even though I'm there and it's a vehicle yeah. I drive, uh, somehow it never really, you know, and when I get these surveys and these emails that aren't directed to me, but you're I'm the one kidding. filling them out. I'm filling everything yes. out. I'm doing all the work, picking the vehicle. Uh, I'm there. I'm on the paperwork. And if I don't specifically say, and this is whether it's snowmobiles or off-road vehicles mm-hmm. or cars, if I don't say, excuse me, uh-huh. you know, I, I'm, I'm buying this vehicle. I'm part of this, um, that you, kind of get overlooked and I thought it's hard to believe that this could happen your experience that they didn't you know really speak to you you were the one right in front of them yes um I can't believe it still happens it happens all the time you know there's even in hospitality you would think in such a you know in the travel industry um with hotels uh, you think that they'd kind of get it kind of understand by now that that the woman makes majority of of the travel decisions she's the one planning the vacation she chooses the hotel she's the one well anyway i was uh checking in i was speaking at a conference i wanted to stay at the win in las vegas mm-hmm. um i've worked alongside the forbes travel guide um for for many years and so I knew it was a five-star rated hotel so i wanted to stay there i wanted to see if they actually were kind of up to snuff Well, I went in, checked in, and my fiance was going to check in after me. So I added his name to the room. Well, when I got up to the room, you know how in the TVs they have... um, have (laughs) Yes, welcome. Well, it was Mr. Harrison, not Miss Maris. And they put his name there thinking, well, he's the gentleman. He's the... the, They think he's the decision man. I'm like, I'm paying for the hotel. I've I'm I but made the reservation. I chose you for the multitude of reasons I chose you, and yet it isn't my name that's up there. And when I called down, they called me Mrs. Harrison, and I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> so even in places that you think that they would understand, I mean, there is yeah. so much research and and such a huge like very blaring case study out there that women in travel are the like they're the ones making the decision. Little things like that get overlooked and that doesn't make her feel valued and she's the one choosing you. 
Absolutely. And when, when you talk about this, I'm the one that does all that in our household. Again, yes. all the travel. And I know it's a little thing. We, we, we don't want to get hung up on it, but it is the little thing that sometimes just annoys you and makes you yeah. feel like, hello, here I am. Like, are we in 2022, 2023? Yeah. You know, is this really still happening? And I'm, I, I, by the way, the win is my favorite place. <laughs> you made a good choice other than their, their little glitch. But um, so what are you doing about it? You know, how do you feel you can, can help this? I know you're out talking to people. What is it that you are personally doing? Yeah. So for me, it's really connecting with the male dominated industries and it's not just, you know, so automotive is a big sector. The medical sector mm -hmm. is, is huge. Um, believe it or not, the beauty sector is huge. I mean, a lot of the plastic surgeons and a lot of the injectors, they're all men. And it's the women that are coming in, making those decisions, spending those that money. Uh, so I'm out there working with these organizations, as well as, I mean, preaching online um, about really understanding the physiological differences. So like the key differences that make us make us so vastly different men and women. And if we can understand why she is the way she is, it makes it a lot easier to do something about it because it's not just a woman out there saying, oh, hey, I am woman, hear me roar, we're amazing and you should tailor your experience to her. No, I mean, the case study is blaringly right, right in front of you. It's glaring you straight in the eyes. She is the most undervalued, segment i mean heck just in referrals she will mm -hmm. refer 25 to 30 percent more than a man so if you just look at that if you want to fill your funnel in business if you look at that stat focus on her if you focus on her you're going to have more referrals you're going to have more people walk through your door more people look at your emails more people answer your surveys and so what I'm doing about it is going through with these organizations and on the World Wide Web and on stages and saying, hey, let's take a look at what makes her different. So the reason those um, little things, they seem little, make us feel different is and, and they kind of annoy us and bug us mm -hmm. um, and make a lasting impact is because our limbic brain, so that's our emotional and memory hub of our brain, it is almost double the size of a man's. So we feel greater and in more detail for a, our hippocampus is almost, and that's our memory, that's the memory portion of our brain is almost double the size as well. And so we remember things in grave detail for a very, very long time. I always joke with the gentlemen out there, if you have a wife, sister, brother, mom, daughter, and you've gotten into a fight with them, and you wonder why five years later they remember every single word that was spat between the two of you in complete detail and they're still harboring feelings towards it it's because she's built that way that is how we are wired so i really go out and try to um, gain a better understanding of the female brain because once you have that understanding you can start to now meet her where she's at and start to connect with her on a personal and relationship level, which is what she really wants. She wants to know she's valued. She wants to know that she's cared for and she wants to have a relationship with you. She wants to know that her questions, her vulnerabilities, her fears, her needs, that they're important to you. And so going out into the world, 
this book is one thing that I did, which is just a very strong, um, you know, splash in the world of really trying to now say, hey, it's time to pay attention. You know, Katie, when you're talking about a lot of these things, and I'm smiling because it, it, it is almost humorous when you make the comments that we remember very well things. But on a more serious note, uh, it is important. And I know, I know that women, we tend to be communicators. We tend to socialize quite well and we share our experiences with others. Um, and yes, we are key indicators of how well your business is going to do yes. uh, in so many ways. And it's, it's strange to think that any company could overlook it. And I'm glad to hear that they're very interested in, very interested in finding out ways to make us feel comfortable. So as a woman walking into a business, uh, are there things that you recommend that they do? I, I know customer service is huge. Um, I certainly for me. Um, and then how does that translate to online businesses? I even think of, of both arenas. Um, you know, what's your take on that? Yeah. So, I mean, everything starts online now, right? It is a complete, mm -hmm. um, complete 360 shopping experience now. So all the research starts online on the smartphone in bed at night once the kids are asleep or once you're done for your day and Amazon's usually the first place you look and then you Google it. Um, but here's the thing, women still crave interaction and they still crave those relationships. So if it's a purchase that they feel like, hey, I can help, it'll feel better to go in, they're going to. So buying a vehicle, um, even clothes shopping, yeah, basic things, t-shirts, whatever you may um, order it off Amazon and, and not, you know, bat an eyelash at it. However, uh, translating your online experience to the brick and mortar is extremely mm -hmm. important. And one of, one of the, the easiest ways to create an experience, if you take people out of it, cause people is, is obviously it's, you know, big number two is creating a hedonic experience and a hedonic experience is an experience of the senses. So even when you're online, you have to look at hedonic pieces to your website, hedonic pieces to the flow of, of how your, your customer is going to click through. And, and what does that mean? It means music, it means pop-ups, it means coloring, it means brightness, it means um, the, the overall feeling it evokes, it means the stories and the videos that are told are through videos, the videos that are on there. And when you translate that into a store, it's your lighting, it's the music, it's the smell, it's the temperature, it's your bathroom. You know, you know, is is the bathroom cohesive and conducive to what a female wants? Is it fluorescent lighting where we're like, oh, we look really bad? Is it, you know, softer <laughs> hand towels? Is it really cheap soap? Is it, does it smell bad? Like, has it been cleaned? Uh, you know, is there a full length mirror? Can we check ourselves out before we, um, before we leave? Is there a chair in there that if you have a breastfeeding mom where she can sit and have some privacy? You know, so. It, it really lends to a hedonic atmosphere. So it, it really is quite important. Um, th the difference between men and women is men really want something that's very utilitarian. They want something that's very like point A to point B. I'm coming in, I need this, I'm gonna get it and I'm gonna leave. All that other stuff doesn't matter to them. Will it interrupt their experience? Will they shy away from it? Nope. But will a woman shy away from it if it's not there? Yes. 
So I always say you want to start building your atmosphere with the utilitarian in mind because you don't want to detour him. You want to make sure he can get in and out with ease. And then you want to cast that experience net wide enough so that you capture her. And that means paying attention to light levels and sound levels and temperature levels, um, how your sales associates are dressed, um, how the tone of a voice that they use, the words they use, how they connect with her. Um, it really, once you do that and you, you cast that experience net wide enough, you're not going to alienate the man and you're going to capture the woman. Mm -hmm. And by capturing her, <laughs> you probably get the man along with her at one time or another. <laughs> 100%. She actually influences yeah. three to four generations of purchases. So she mm -hmm. makes 86% of all household purchases. When, you know, if you have young kids, like, for example, I have, I have young kids and every Friday I have, you know, all their friends come over. So when they walk up the when they walk up my driveway and into my house, they see the vehicle brand that I chose when they come in and I make them dinner on Friday night and all the brands I put out onto the table, that's what they see. And I'm not kidding. My friend called me like three weeks ago and said, Hey, I was shopping with my son and uh, we went down an aisle and this, and he says, mommy, mommy, can we get that? That's the brand Katie. That's the brand Katie has. Like, so that one's really great. And she's like, and I bought it. So we're, our influences far wider than most mm -hmm. organizations um, care to even understand. Well, it sounds like the devil is in the details here in so many ways when you, you walk into a business and you could very quickly assess how they're doing and how they would rate. How are they responding to this? When you share your ideas, I'm sure they will engage you, but do they do it? They do <laughs> so it so many. Yeah. <laughs> when, I, when I work um, with organizations and or I'll do like a, a lot of the times I'll work with associations that bring in a whole bunch of different retailers, um, automotive groups, that kind of stuff in. So we'll have many different heads of many different locations and I do the whole bathroom field trip. So I'll take them into the bathroom. The men go into the women's bathroom. And the women do too. But they go, oh my gosh, after learning everything, the first thing they do when they go back to their stores or when they go back to their place of business is they go to the washroom without fail. They take, a, they take their entire male team into the washroom. And then I get these, I get bombarded with these emails. And they think it's, they, they love it because it's practical. It's simple. It's something they can, you know, help have their team see that makes a huge difference in what their customers see. And so I get these, I get bombarded with these emails saying, you were so right. And then I'll get, you know, a few weeks later after they've made the changes, I'll get bombarded with even more emails saying, my, my female customers are actually taking notice. They're, they're actually putting it in the surveys. They're actually talking to me about it. And it's making an impact in the experience they're having. And as you talk about these things, I can list off experiences I've had, places I've gone. And let me tell you, the washroom is, is a big right. indicator. Having somewhere to sit down, having a good mirror, especially if you're shopping for swimsuits, lighting is everything. so big. It's everything. It's so everything. these touches, it's everything. So you wrote the book. Why did you write the book? You're, you're talking to people. Why did you write the book? Why did I write the book? Because I so... I have a, a why that I live by, and that's to inspire positive, actionable change in every interaction I have. 
And so for me, this book, Custom Her Experience, is a way to inspire this change to bring the female consumer to the forefront and do something about it in a big way. And so it's it's a you know a $24.99 spend that you know every business leader should have and have their team read in order to capture the most influential consumers. So I wrote it to inspire that change. And how is that going? Are you having anyone that says, come on, Katie, this is not going to make a difference to my bottom line. Do you, do you have, are there skeptics out there? Honestly, I have not had any skeptics. It went um, number one, new, new bestseller, new release um, in bestsellers category in all my categories on the first day. It held strong as best one new release for about a week and a half. I think I'm almost three weeks out from publication date right now. Kindle hit number one, the Kindle edition as well. The audio book's coming out and every review I get is five stars. Uh, so it is, um, I'm not having any pushback. And, and the reason I think I'm not having pushback, and I did this purposefully, I wrote the book based on facts. I wrote it based on science and I didn't write it based off of how I feel. Because from a male point of view, if I had done that, I would have gotten those skeptics. I would have been, oh, another woman out talking about how women are amazing, which we are, by the way. Um, but it is all backed by science, and it speaks to men and women. There is information in there for both. So I have, I'm so blessed and grateful. I've had no, no pushback, only good things. Oh, that's good to hear. Yes. Now, in writing the book, this is your first book, the first time you've done this. What was your biggest challenge? Gosh, oh, <laughs> I think the editing, the editing portion, you know, not trying, not getting hung up on being so perfect, you know, and making sure that it's, um, you know, one way you can form a sentence this way, does it feel better or sound better that way? Does it read easier this way? I think uh, letting go of perfection a little bit was my, was my biggest challenge. So I know now, um, as I'm starting writing my second book, um, I, I know that I'm going to let the reins go a little bit more, let my editors do their job, um, and just have, you know, faith that it, that the message is clear and crisp. So I don't have to worry so much about, um, all the little nitpicky stuff. Mm. And that, you know, again, in the details is very hard sometimes in writing a book, and particularly your, your first book, to, yeah. to let it go, to feel like, is it ready? Is the story um, where I want it to be? And in this case, the information. You did a tremendous amount of research. Was yes. it, um, yeah, did you talk to other women writers or where, you know, besides going, I'm sure, on the internet to find things and maybe reading books, did you speak to other people who are writing books in this sector at all? So Any I didn't, mentors? here's the thing, there's not a lot of humans out there, man or woman writing about the female consumer. There's like two, and I think I'm one of them. I mean, there's a few, you know, articles you'll see here and there, but if you Google like female customer, um, mm -hmm. you might get one or two articles that pop up that are from like 2021 or 2022. The rest are from 2015. Um, so there is, there's a huge disconnect between who's well, just nobody's talking about it. There's this just huge gap in, in the, in the market right now. And so it's right for the picking for any organization to pick this book up and say, Oh, I can learn how to capture her heart and mind. So no, unfortunately, there's not many women 
or men writing about the female consumer. Now you'll, you'll read about diversity and you'll read about inclusion mm-hmm. and you'll read about workplace culture and empowerment of women and women supporting women, but the female customer, no, it's not really mentioned anywhere. So I went down a rabbit hole and I just researched, researched, researched. Wow, that's interesting because I was thinking there would be other other material or other books out there about that and such a big market and such an influential market that, and particularly after coming out of COVID, yeah. which was hard on the restaurants, the hotels, um, the retail sectors, you name it, we were all driven to go online and that becomes a bit of a, a habit. And I think now we're craving that interaction if we can afford it anymore you know the challenges just keep coming so what are some of the easiest things that that people can do if they're dealing with women and wanting to make them feel good in their business um in today's very challenging environment yeah so the, the the biggest piece of advice i i give anybody is that it doesn't have to be complicated, number one. Like, it's not like, oh, now I have to design a whole new experience. Well, look, mm-hmm. if you have a journey map of your customer's experience and you've been able to create brand standards at every touch point through the customer's journey with you, then all you have to do is take a look at, one, who your female consumers are by building consumer personas, a female consumer mm-hmm. persona, um, and that's focusing on life stage. And I break it all down in my book. Uh, it's step by step on how to do that. And then two, all I want you to do is then layer in at each touch point, one or two things that you can do that elevates that experience for her that's focused on her. It doesn't have to be a huge undertaking, but it you do have to start somewhere. And so understanding mm-hmm. your female consumers, looking internally at your female employees for help to understand who your female consumers are and then layering in little touches at each touch point through the journey with that she takes with your business. That's a great place to start. Mm, good advice. And I will vouch for you. It is in the book. I've, I've looked at it. I've read it and the guides are there. And I was recently doing a course on social media. We were very specific about um, in our businesses who we like to work with. And down, you know, being very specific in creating that person and making them real. And why do we like to work with this person? Or why do you, you know, who's your customer? Who is she that that comes in and buys and has that experience? Wonderful information that you shared with us here today. And I hope we have piqued curiosity and maybe caused some reflection as to why anyone would overlook this incredibly dynamic market that that we need more than ever. And I think women are going to be more astute in where they spend their dollars now. So for sure, yeah, 100% people are going to work a lot harder to gain those dollars. Well, thank you so much, Katie. Um, A pleasure. And you're down in Florida and you're, I'm all the way up here in Newfoundland right now. So it's It's a beauty of technology. It's amazing. I know. And we're thousands and thousands and thousands of miles apart. Exactly. But we're able to connect and we're able to agree on this topic. So folks, Amazon is one great place you can get um, this book and many other great books that we cover on Let's Get Writing. And thank you for being a part of my audience. 
and let me know how I'm doing either on my Facebook page or um, the YouTube channel, Catherine Taylor TV. And I have Katie's social there for, uh, I think it's Instagram, Instagram and she's yeah. very active there and also on Facebook. And of course we had her webpage up. I'll just pop it up again. So you know how to reach her and you can always revisit the show anytime on YouTube. Thank you so much again, Katie. It was a real oh, it's pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening. We'd love to hear from you. So please let us know what you thought of this episode and share your ideas for future guests or topics. You can email us at letsgetwriting at katherinetaylor.ca. Don't forget to subscribe and even leave a review. And if you love this episode, share it with a friend. Until next time, believe in yourself and let's get writing.